going on everybody welcome back to the corner talks podcast i got my good friend here fellow collaborator kosa akaraway how are you buddy how's everything good man doing great and you doing great same old man just you know being cooped up <laughs> waiting for the time we can get out collaborate again mm-hmm. right how's uh are you what's up sorry? are you ready it has the lockdown been uh been uh you know relaxed up where you are yeah it's uh there's they're in red zone now so what that means mm-hmm. people that don't know is i guess capacity has increased uh you can start going into restaurants maybe only like 10 people nice. just to help nice. the businesses i guess stay alive right i heard toronto it's a buddy of mine went down there did like an airbnb uh just for a couple of nights but he said the city's dead is he right about yeah. that toronto yeah it's still it's still completely locked down yeah, yeah. what are your thoughts on that you, you think they should open up soon man anything anything for the health and safety man like i know i know mm-hmm. the businesses is suffering and stuff but you know honestly it's it's a tough it's a tough uh, situation i i even if they open up i'm going to be at home because i'm not going to jeopardize my sure. my ne- the next 50 60 years of my life for one summer of enjoyment you know what i mean so Get, getting that uh, <laughs> those long haul synd- symptoms those that's some scary shit man i've heard exactly. about that where and they're not, still pains in their pain in their joints <laughs> yeah exactly so I'm, I'm staying in. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's smart, man. That, that's the same attitude I kind of have. And, you know, I always tell people to, if, especially if you're living with loved ones uh, that are in more uh, critical condition, you know, their health, you don't want to compromise their health, right. For uh, going out and enjoying yourself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I remember we were speaking um, leading up to the podcast. You were mentioning you had a acting class yesterday. How did that go? It was good. It was an introductory class. Uh, it's with the Actors Work Studio with Samora Smallwood. Samora Smallwood is a Toronto actress who started the studio because she wanted to give uh, actors, she, she saw some things in some of the acting classes that she attended which she didn't like and she decided she's going to start her own studio and, and uh, work on the things she didn't like and give actors a better space. So I've been working with the studio since 2018, October. Wow. So wow. Yeah. I really enjoyed it Time so flies. far. Yeah. So <laughs> how's, and, and, I'm, and I'm assuming you're learning a lot, like new techniques and yeah, yeah, more I'm about the craft. A lot. I've been learning a lot. I've been learning a lot. And uh, she really gives you the opportunity to kind of learn yourself more. I actually worked with her, her for the role in the film we worked on to get the crack. So we went oh, through great. the entire script and uh, she read the entire script. And then we went through the entire script for the character that I played. And nice. she gave me a lot to think about for my, my performance. So it was really helpful. Yeah. It's very important as creatives, right? We have that back and forth, you know, it could exactly. probably, she probably gave you some new ideas, a uh, different perspective on how to perform the character, portray the character, yeah, exactly. I should say. Um, exactly. But I, I've never been to an acting class. Well, I, I should say I did once an acting class with uh, rain dance Toronto, but can you kind of take us through what someone would, experience uh going through an acting class like what are the techniques you learn or the lessons so yeah i guess it's all it's all very different for every different class before for this class she she focuses a lot on nailing the auditions and nailing the self-tapes so what happens is that during the first class we kind of go through all the techniques uh that would be very helpful for nailing a audition nailing a self-tape creating a I think she goes she she pulls a lot from Stella Adler and uh, mm-hmm. it's all about like uh, uh, knowing the character knowing the backstory behind the character creating this whole uh, 
creating the whole life for your character, which you would pull from, uh, you would pull from that during your audition. And then after after the first class, she we we are assigned scenes that we that we work on every week, different scenes every week, and then we perform them in class, and then we get constructive feedback after performing it. And I think usually we're between six to ten in the class, so we just spend the entire class watching each other's performances and getting constructive feedbacks for each of the performances. So that's, that's yeah, that what it is. Nice. That that's very similar to my experience. That that uh, class I took, those three sessions, um, and it was very nerve wracking for me. And I wanted to ask you, that, or I wanted to tell you, that takes a lot of courage. Um, how yeah, was it? Yeah, it when does. You, uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> how how was it that first experience though? Like in two thousand eighteen, uh, when you when you took these classes, were you nervous so, or were so you really scared. confident? Oh yeah. I, I was so scared. I was. I always went. I tried to always go last, but Danny, Danny was in the class as well. So Danny always oh, went right. last. So I was always second to the last. It was there right. I was so scared. And then there are all these other actors, actresses in the class. I was like, God, these guys are all killer. Like these guys are so good. So it was really hard to not compare yourself to other people. But then, you know, you just keep working, keep getting the constructive feedback. Like there's a lot of things that I, like I've watched my taste from before and I'm like, wow, like I've, I've come, I've come a bit since then, so pretty grateful for the Actors Work Studio. That's great, man. Yeah, it's important to keep practicing your craft and um, you know be persistent at it. And I know you've you've uh, had some trouble too, especially with the lockdown. Were Were you able to still go to these classes, or probably not? Or you can't, couldn't do them over virtual? Uh, so uh, we actually had them in person from September to October, and then everything got locked down again. Hmm. So we finished it over virtual, but then the new session that we're doing is uh, self-tape intensive and it's all virtual. Like uh, we're not going to perform in class over self-tapes. We're going to send in self-tapes and then we're going to watch the self-tapes in class. And she brought uh, a couple casting directors or uh, monologue slam judges and all that who are going to watch the tapes with everyone and give constructive feedback for each person. So it should be exciting. Yeah, I saw the monologue you posted uh, the other day on Instagram and commended you for it. It was uh, really good, man. It, uh, Thank you. To show, yeah, to show that vulnerability, uh, it's important, right? I'm uh, glad. I'm keep glad. going, yeah, for your craft. I almost, I almost didn't post it. It took me like <laughs> a lot. A lot of my friends told me, "Man, you better post this. You better post it," because I was not gonna post it. Well, soon, soon everyone's gonna see your face with this uh, film. We'll discuss uh, further about Cracked. Uh, that we collaborated yeah, on man. because you're the lead yeah. bro you're the face yeah. of the, the project yeah and uh it's important yes to um you know just believe in yourself that way and uh give it a shot because people like myself or anyone that's interested in filmmaking will see that and be inspired to do the same for themselves right yeah and it's it's hard it's hard it's it's very easy to get imposter syndrome and of course think i'm not good enough or i shouldn't be doing this and all that but you know, the thing about life is you, you never give up, right? Like you never, you would never succeed if you never tried in the first place. Yeah. And so you just got to keep pushing, keep pushing, 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 you know, life is an endless, life is, life is an endless push against like, against like challenges, challenges, obstacles, yeah. you know, people telling you it won't happen. Um, you know, just so many circumstances really for me the big thing is social media right as creative it's so easy you're so tempting you go on one of those hashtags you put in your caption and you just see like people that are doing 
other works, right? And it's yeah. it's normal to feel, oh, I'm not doing as much or maybe I'm not as good. But I think what I take into account and what you also take into account, what we told each other is you got to look at your own journey, your own path and yeah. see how far you've come yesterday, right? Yeah. Because you yeah. don't know where they're coming from and you don't know um, where, what they were born into. You don't know yeah. who they knew, right? Because that yeah. plays a huge push if you ever hear the success stories there's always that one guy or woman that uh helps a person along the way or puts them yeah. to another point right yeah and it's 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 very it's very hard especially like on social media if you follow like since i started acting toronto like i kind of follow a lot of all other toronto actors and actresses and it's funny because you see them getting booked you see them doing jobs you see people that you people that are I would say on the same people that are on the same kind of journey with you, you see them doing great things and it's kind of hard not to compare yourself. But like you said, you always got to remember like everyone's journey is different. Everyone's obstacles they face are different and what it takes to overcome each, everyone's obstacles are also different as well. So, you know, you got to just not compare yourself. Exactly, man. What made you pursue a, a career in acting? So uh, I'd always... Uh, loved acting all my life like when i was a kid uh i i loved projects that had performances like let's say in english class if i think every every year there was one project that was always like a play or a drama i always really enjoyed those kind of projects uh when i was eight or nine i did this french class this summer french camp and we did a play italian french i don't speak french but we did a play italian french and that was like my best italian experience. and french entire entirely oh oh entirety in french my bad yeah yeah. and uh it was it was my highlight of the summer so i always knew i loved uh performance acting plays and all that but i never knew how to get started uh and then university came uh end up studying uh econ but Mm -hmm. i was always involved with uh tv mcgill i went to mcgill university by the way i always i was always involved tv mcgill i always did plays for the McGill African Society. I was always involved with like plays, Montreal improv and all that. And so I knew, I knew, I kind of always had this nagging feeling that I wanted to be an actor or a performer, but then I just didn't see how viable it was, uh, you know, because I was like, how do I get that first start? Mm -hmm. So I Googled acting classes, Toronto. First thing I came up was Second City, Toronto. Then I started taking acting classes there. And then I saw an audition for a Nigerian web series, did the audition. My first ever audition booked the gig. Nice. And so from there on is just, that just kind of kickstarted my journey. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm still in my corporate job, but, you know, I'm just waiting for the right opportunity to, you know, leave that all behind and be a full-time working actor. No, for sure. Yeah, it's, I like that you just said where you're still working a corporate job. A lot of creatives I talk to, it's uh, that dilemma, right? They they don't know when's the right time. I know for me, I, I didn't know when was the right time to kind of go full force and give it a shot and see what happens with it or, you know, the have that financial security. I think any person in the arts, <laughs> that's a big question. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's very important that, you know, you have that conversation with yourself and you know, know when the right time is um, to make the move, right? And a big thing for me, like, for instance, I, you know, gave myself a year uh, and now it's extended because of this pandemic because I didn't expect the pandemic to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think it is important that, 
you give yourself that room to, like you said, do something uh, different, do something with a risk uh, before your deathbed. Uh, because I don't know, man, this pandemic has showed me so much that life is really short. And mm-hmm. people forget like, yeah, older folks are dying. But what about the ones in their 20s? Or there's a 19 year old that died uh, closer to my area. I'm sure you heard about him in the long term care home. No, and I'm saying to myself, yeah, but 19, right? Like, you remember when you were 19? It's like, yeah, this guy had his whole life ahead of him. He probably had hopes and dreams like us. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure he was happy because he apparently he was doing what he loved. He was contributing to his community. That's why he worked at the long term care home. But at the same time, imagine if he wasn't imagine if he was doing a job that he had to do, or he Mm -hmm. felt like he needed to do, but deep down inside, he wanted to pursue filmmaking, or he wanted to be an artist, uh, musician, right? So I think it's very important. I'm glad that sorry. Yeah, yeah. 19. I can't remember exactly. I I believe it's Scarborough. Yeah, yeah. COVID. Yeah, of course. He got it through the long term care home because he was working there. He was volunteering. Um, I think it's the youngest death in Ontario. I could be wrong, but I, I know it's one of the youngest and it was really bad. It drew, it drew a lot of immediate attention for a while. And it just makes you think, um, makes you realize how grateful you should be, but also makes you think anything could happen at any time. Right. And that's why I sound so passionate and hungry about pursuing my dream and making things happen as soon as I can is I, I know that we don't have life is long in the creative sense, like we, there's a lot to um, achieve and there's a lot to uh, learn from, but life is also very short in that if you don't wake up, if you don't figure out your goals, your intentions, they could slip by you. And you, that's the last thing you want. Regret is a huge burden. And I have grandparents that are still alive and, you know, I love them. They lived a long life, but it is scary. Gary Vee once said this, that serial entrepreneur on the internet, that, when you hear an old person talk about regret and what they should have done and what they shouldn't have listen, life isn't going to be perfect. Your life's not going to be perfect. You're going to have your own regrets. But the last thing I wanted, and I'm sure you can agree with this is to regret not pursuing something that you absolutely love. And that is the arts that is film. So credit to you for sure, uh, for sticking to your guns and, you know, making that move. And which leads us to uh, my next point about, you know, cracked, right? We, this is something uh, you reached out to me, something you wanted to collaborate on. And now um, we're waiting for the world to see it. Uh, Cracked uh, tells a story of a young man suffering with mental health, mental illness, I should say. And it centers on the subject of mental health. I wanted to know from you, what made you want to tackle such a subject? Yeah. So uh, I think from personal experience, because at the point in time where I, we, we came up with the story, I was kind of struggling with, uh, with uh, this kind of ex- existential crisis. Like, what am I, what am I doing in my life? Like, what, what am, what, why am I not getting books? Why, don't I, why am I not getting auditions? Why am I just flowing around? Like, is acting going to work out for me? So I was, I was pretty upset. Mm-hmm. And then one day in class in the Actors Work Studio, which I spoke about earlier. Right, right. Uh, Samora... Our, our coach said, uh, you know, if you're not getting auditions, write your own thing, do your own thing, make your own lane for yourself. And then something just sparked in me. I was like, I wrote in my book, write your own script. And so I thought for a while, script, 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 ideas, ideas, ideas. And then I just came up with this idea. And then I hit Danny up. Hey, Danny, Mariathas. I have this cool idea. Danny Mariathas. Danny Mariathas, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to mention, I forgot to mention, yeah, you guys both collaborated on this project, like yeah. wrote the, created this project together. Exactly. 
Yeah. So I hit him up. I'm like, yo, I have this cool idea, man. It could be a nice script for us to act in, you know? Let's work on it. And then he came over to my house pre-COVID. Came over, oh, to, my, yeah, came over to my house and <laughs> we brainstormed for like three hours, came up with the initial, initial, dra- initial like uh, storyline. And then he wrote the script, the first version. And then uh, we went back and forth, editing, 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 like six, seven, eight versions. And then we had cracked. And then we called you. We called you up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. so, Daniel, we worked together on the 48-hour film challenge. You gave me good vibes. I want you to direct. My yeah. Film. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I'll yeah. be honest. Yeah. I wanted to mention, though, with the 48-hour, I had a really fun time. Uh, we were in Liberty Village. And I just came back, actually, from California. So that was really fun to, to collaborate and get back into the, the groove, get back into uh, being creative. And. What was funny is that when we when we last kind of saw each other until you we reconnected, I, I honestly didn't expect to hear from anyone back so soon. I was you know just hoping to, to hear from the premiere of our film that we created, and that was it. So when I got that DM from you that you wanted to connect, I'm like, oh, that's great! Like, I was very flattered, and you know we met up, and I remember you discussing the subject matter, and I was telling you this is something that I even told Danny and Mariathis like on our, the the podcast that we were doing this is something that uh, I would love to, you know, express and help you guys uh, bring to life, bring this project to life. Cause mental health, mental illness is something I think everyone goes through, especially millennials. Um, is that what draw, drew you to this dark kind of gritty storytelling, the kind of the experiences you went through as well? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it wasn't like the story itself. I, I haven't gone through what the character has gone through in the story, but then I, I did, I did have the voice in my head always telling me that I wasn't good enough or I wasn't doing enough or I wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't uh, trying my hardest. So, you know, yeah. it was, I just, it, it kind of made me want to tell this story and, and put it, put it on camera. And it was perfect because it, it felt like what I was going through in my head, it was an opportunity to like make a film, it was an opportunity to put myself on tape. So everything just came together. And I never said this before, but I was really, really scared to message you, man. I was so scared. Oh, why is that, I, man? I don't. I was just. I was just scared, you know. Like I, I was. I was so shy to message you because I was like, "What if he says no? What if it's not good enough? What if it's not up to his level?" You know, I was. I was really worried. And to be honest, everyone I messaged because because putting together this project, like it was like apart from one actress that auditioned. Apart from one actress, everyone else, I messaged them to be on the be on the gig. I messaged Danny to help me write it. I messaged Marianne to help us produce the message yeah. direct. Yeah. So like yeah. it was always like from I think from all the messages, there was only one person who read the script and ghosted. And I was just worried. Oh that, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. I, but I, I feel actually, like yeah. I reached out just, to someone before. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Out, sorry, yeah. I reached out to someone before I reached out to you. Okay, yeah. Uh, for, uh, not, not in the no, 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 but that's what I wanted to get at as well because I remember um, you telling me that when you approached me is for anyone listening, like it wasn't that I was the first pick he had in mind. He, he was telling me that it was very transparent. You said there, we're circulating this amongst directors, right? Cinematographers and we want yeah. to see everyone's take and we're just kind of assessing everyone's style. But yeah, yeah please. Yeah, what, what happened with that when you connected with him? Yeah, so we had a conversation. We talked about the script. He was 
into it the same way you're into it. But then nice. he said he's going to go back and read the script. And then when he read the script, it just goes like, just goes to like, did it respond again? I honestly hate when that happens. Like, just have the decency to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm good, bro. Yeah. So I was, I was like, man, like, I already, I like this guy. We had this good vibe. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to disappoint him. I don't want him to think like, like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I was really scared to message you, man. I was like, should yeah. I just save yeah. this for later when I have something better for him? You know what I mean? But uh, I'm glad, I'm glad you picked up the call, man. You. Well, we see, we, we, I'm glad, I'm glad you reached out, man, because we see now how we work together and what, what we can both bring to the table. Uh, yeah. I know you learned some new things with myself and I definitely learned some new things with you. So I think that was very important. And I, I, I one of those guys, I get, uh, you know, my, my buddies tease me about it, but I, I believe in the meant to be kind of aspect where um, if we're on the same path, on the same journey, those forces will bring us together, you know, and I think we were meant to tell this story. Um, along with Danny Mariathas. So um, that, that also happens when people kind of ghost in film. I, I, it's not something I admire, but it does happen and you just got to roll with it. And <laughs> um, even in the big projects, right? You hear it all the time. Uh, projects getting like people not like fall, dropping out because their schedule's busy or maybe because they didn't see eye to eye creatively with the director. Um, you know, I, I remember Solo, a Star Wars story, the two directors uh, got basically uh, dropped from the movie, fired uh, three days before post, uh, post-production and they brought on Ron Howard. Yeah. Oh, really? Philip and Chris Lord Miller, or they, they directed uh, 21 Jump Street. Uh, so like yeah. after, after they already finished like filming, like, <laughs> yeah. like three days before post, they kicked out the directors. Because what it is, is the producers, right? The studio comes in and they, they, they that's more strenuous. They actually go through it with a fine comb and they say, what, what have you done? What, what have you created? And they start seeing the, the footage and they're probably, and their style, they were explaining, they probably trying to, we're trying to make it like a 21 Jump Street. So it was serious in some moments, like it had emotional elements, like there was a core. However, they also, it was a satire. They were, it was a social commentary on like mm-hmm. Star Wars, how, how big it's become. I think they were trying to do something different, but again, they didn't want to take that big risk. So yeah, three days, something crazy like that, man. It was all, over, I remember it was all over the film community, like a month before at least. And I just say to myself, cause I was in that situation in crack, like as a director, like all that time you put in and that energy, you guys saw me wear those multiple hats. It's like to, to pull them out like that. Um, these things happen at any level. So if anyone's discouraged by, you know, feeling they're ghosted or they don't want to be ghosted, embrace that failure, <laughs> embrace, embrace that loss. And, um, you'll be rewarded. You know, uh, I, I know what it's like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, to feel that shyness, you know, reaching out, you don't know what the person's going to react to. And that even with the podcast, man, I'll be honest, even though we work together, I, I didn't know if you were going to respond to and say, yeah, I'd like to join. <laughs> what if you were like, I'm good, man. Like, tell me when you're Joe Rogan level. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like some people are, 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 are uh, particular about that, how their brand is going to appear, how they're, how they're going to present, be presented on camera, but you have the same attitude. And I should have known better that it's about uh, starting from nothing. It's about starting from the bottom and you got to keep going because too many people are becoming perfect and you can't. We're, we're getting older, man. We're, we're approaching or we're in our late twenties and you know, what, what are we wasting time for? You know, yeah. trying to, trying to curate it, trying to make it so particular yeah. and, and people have responded to it and you get better as you go along, you know, yeah. you get better as you go along. The more we do these interviews and conversations, um, 
you'll notice uh, your confidence will raise as well. I know mine had since the first podcast I did back in December of last year. So I think it's very important to just keep going, keep going at the craft. And yeah, man, it's, um, it's a very interesting ride. I wanted to go back to like how we were talking about the pandemic and you were saying, um, even if things open up, you're going to stay inside. Do you have anything though you look forward to in 2021? Man, I look forward to hearing back from the festivals. Be somebody oh, crafty. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 buddy. I like make a prayer every night, man. Every night. I was literally, I was literally talking to uh, my girlfriend yesterday. And I said, I wish I could just sleep and wake up in June and July when we're here. But because <laughs> I actually can't wait. I'm in this I'm in this limbo right now where I'm like, I just I just want to know, like, hear back from crack. You know, hear back. Mm-hmm. Know if like. Because everyone's watched, everyone that's watched it has really liked it. But then, you know, I want to hear back from the festivals to know if what we what we know is good. Because I'm not saying thing, because yeah. I know it's good. But like, if yes. someone on the festival level would actually like, you know, yeah, someone yeah. in the in the industry, I always say yeah. it, man. Right? It, it's always the, that recognition. Um, a, a short film you saw, right? Beautiful with the the about the soccer player. It yeah. got recognition at that LA festival. And they actually reached out to me. They wanted it to be in their festival. Um, a small festival, a small win for me. However, it's a, a piece of recognition. It was my first kind of important festival that I got that feedback. And yeah. it, it helps as a creative to, you don't need the recognition to keep going, but the time and the effort we put into it. And again, hearing from people uh, in our community and our friends, our colleagues, that commend it we're curious does the industry agree as well does the market agree yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> so exactly. yeah yeah i'm uh, I, i'm very excited man i'm, I'm curious what, what I, I get messages uh from time to time uh, i got one this morning actually uh a fellow colleague working on another project he said this shot is just beautiful and it was with you uh, hanging over the railing looking over uh, the railing uh, opening shot no yeah. sport <laughs> but uh yeah, if anyone's curious about these shots, by the way, on Instagram, just type in uh, cracked short film and you'll check out the shots we're talking about. Yeah. And we have more uh, content uh, to update you on uh, to give you some synopsis. Uh, actually, Kosa, did you want to give uh, kind of like a quick synopsis on the film uh, for our audience? Okay, so cracked is about uh, this young man who's... Uh, who's going through... Who's, who's going through the pandemic and basically losing very important, uh, very important factors in his life that he has based his happiness around. And it leads to him kind of spiraling out of control. Yeah. So we just follow his journey and uh, what, what, uh, what happens to kind of resolve these, this spiral out of control. So yeah, I wanted uh, to ask you, uh, because I'm uh, like thinking about Cracked, obviously discusses mental illness. We already explained that and how it dives into, you know, how it affects young, young people in general, but why, why do you think it affects young men? And why do you think it was a story that needed to be told? So uh, I just, and and not just young men, to be honest, young, young people in general. And, uh, but there is a, there is, I do want to interject there. There is a growing number of statistics that show young men are affected more so. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I wanted to ask you about that. Okay, so I I just, I just feel like in this day and age, like a lot of people are trying to kind of make it, I guess, make it in the world, mm-hmm. 
And there's a lot of factors that are kind of kind of shoved in your face, showing you that you're not good enough or you're not doing enough. You're not working hard enough. Same thing I said I was going through earlier, especially with social media. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of stigma around not not being, I guess, financially successful or or not uh, uh, not uh, professionally successful. And everyone is trying to do it earlier now because now we see rappers in their 19s, 20s, 21s, or basketball yeah. players in their 23, making $50 million a year. So everyone's trying to trying to accelerate their journey. And, you know, not everyone's going to make it. Not everyone's going to do everything by the time of 23. But then they don't realize that, and it just weighs heavily on them. And they don't know who to talk to because, because they don't want to show that they're suffering because of the stigma around... You know, I feel like there's a stigma around men really kind of opening up and speaking their true emotions, maybe amongst men or amongst like people in general, but there's a stigma around it. And when you keep burying things inside, it just keeps weighing heavier and heavier and heavier and it can just lead you to the breaking point. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it was well said. The, I think that's the biggest issue um, from experience, you know, growing up. And I'm sure you, you've gone through it as well, where you, it, it's just how we're, kind of who we associate with. It's just how young men are, right? They'll joke around. They'll, we'll see on Instagram how everyone's, you know, making money. And like you said, with rappers, 19, or then you got like someone like Charlie D'Amelio on TikTok, she's 16. She's not even like an adult and legally. And uh, she's just making a shit ton of money and that popularity. And the generation that has to go through it now, just seeing that and going through that comparison. I don't know how they would do it, but... I think the important thing is, is to put into perspective. And like you were saying is figure out your own path, figure out your own journey and figure out what you can contribute to. Um, one thing that I realized is with TikTok, um, when it first came out, I was saying to myself, you know, how do I use this platform to my advantage? Cause I didn't want to ignore, I don't want to ignore any social media platform, but at the same time, I saw that a lot of things that were trending or getting becoming popular is you know, people dancing, twerking, (laughs) doing all kinds of those, I don't know, challenges. And I said to myself, I I think it's about being real is do I really want to get into that and then be become not that I would become popular, but let's say I would, would I really want to be known for that? You know, what if it does blow up? That's my biggest thing is what do you want to be famous for? If you are going to be famous, right? Yeah. Um, Do you want to be famous to be uh, as a model? Or do you want to be famous as like a creative, a visionary, uh, a filmmaker? Yeah. So I kind of had to dial it back and say, listen, I'm going to go for the long game and yeah. I'll post, you know, these, these conversations, these vlogs that I do corner talks and yeah, it's not going to go viral. It's not going to explode, but I think over time it'll find my own audience, yeah. you know, and that will play a big part into building my brand as a yeah. filmmaker. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people, young people, especially are, are missing is that you don't have to go on TikTok and do all the things everyone else is doing. Just be yourself. And, and learn honest, from your experiences, yeah. Yeah, and to be honest, like uh, a lot of mis- the mistake people are making is that they're trying to be famous. You know, like yeah. at the end of the day, it's not it's not about being famous or being popular because being famous or being popular it it doesn't it doesn't in the grand scheme of things it doesn't mean anything. It, it's an it, empty pursuit. <laughs> exactly. If you're gonna pursue fame, then you're gonna you're gonna be very disappointed. Yeah. And you got you you gotta find what you love doing and do it and keep doing it keep doing it in all, all opportunities that you have. And you, you don't have to be perfect. Chasing perfection is a myth. You just got to keep doing what you're doing. And 
if you're famous, then fine, congratulations. Yeah, no, but it's a bonus. if you chase fame, you're never if you chase fame, you're you're never gonna find it. And even if you find it, it's gonna be so fleeting that you know it's not gonna satisfy you. So well to be real, yeah, and, and I'm glad you said that because let's be real here. Uh if you find fame fast, like let's say you do uh pursue it and it comes to you unexpectedly. How do you maintain that fame? I, I don't think a lot of young people understand that you don't just become famous and that's it. Like you coast for the rest of your life. You have to maintain that fame. And by maintaining that fame, what I'm getting at is you have to build a foundation. Now you have to build the solid foundation that if you do get to that point where you're brought into the public eye, you can again, maintain that, that brand that you've created for yourself. Mm-hmm. See, for me, a big thing is I'm guilty of it. I wanted that instant fame, especially when you're in your early twenties and you're going through your own pressures. You're just like, yeah, I think it'll, that's what the media you, you play into the media. That's what you think it's going to be. It's going to happen for you. Right. It's, Oh, if I, if, if it works out, I'll become a famous director and I'll be probably happier and I'll be able to do this project and that project. And as you get older, you mature and you realize, wow, there's all, first of all, there's a lot of work that it takes to get to that point. All the people I admire Tarantino <laughs> And it also uh, requires a lot of tenacity. It requires a lot of um, practice and really mental mental strength. Um, if you look at all your heroes, right? I wanted to ask you about that. Who are your heroes? And it's just something that a lot of people need to take into consideration where I told myself, if I do become famous, let's say tomorrow, okay, how do I keep that fame? Or how do I maintain the brand that I've created for myself? And then that's when I put into perspective and I realized, oh, wait, it shouldn't happen that fast because I have a lot to learn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm still happy with my craft. I still am confident. I believe in myself and I wouldn't be in it if I didn't. I always tell people like people would always ask, you know, uh, why, why, what makes you keep pursuing film or the arts? Because it's so unpredictable. Right. It's not a secure, uh, structured kind of path. And for me, it's more like I, I'm only doing it because I, I feel like I have a shot. You know, mm. time will tell. Yeah. And I feel like you need to have that attitude. A lot of people might come, might hear this and think, oh, that's egotistical to say, but you really, yeah. I feel like you need to have some sort of confidence in yourself yeah. in order to be crazy enough to believe you can pursue this passion. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And on the subject of heroes though, I did, I, I know I asked it and then I answered it myself, <laughs> but <laughs> what, uh, would you have any heroes in the industry uh, that you, you aspire to be, or you kind of just look to whenever you're, uh, struggling to to stay inspired. Yeah, I I I really my favorite actors to be honest, my favorite actors are I love Denzel Washington, obviously. Mm, I love him. Uh, Powerhouse. Yeah, I love Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite actors as well. Awesome I love, guy. Yeah. Yeah, I love Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. And then even recently, like he might be just a year and a half older than me, but I've been looking at his career a lot recently. And I, I really admire Stephen James. He's a Toronto actor. Okay. He was in If 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 uh, Bill Street Could Talk and Great he was film, also yeah. 21 Bridges. And uh, I really, I really, I really admire, admire his, his acting roles and stuff. So I nice. think those are, those are my heroes. I don't know yeah. if Stephen can count as a hero because I guess he's a year older than me, but Mm-hmm. I really, I really look up to those actors. I also really look up to Drake, and I, and one of my oh, okay. goals in life, yeah, is to bring Drake back to film. Like I want him because he's oh, a, like the grassy great actor, yeah. yeah. And even in his music videos, 
he still likes to like show his acting chops and of shit course and yeah stuff. so yeah, in the pop next star, 10 remember, years the beginning of pop star i remember that yeah. with justin bieber he had a whole yeah. skit he had, i'm like is this going and then i'm like exactly. they're going for it you know exactly it wasn't like five minutes until the video had started <laughs> he yeah. had to get, do a whole performance yeah yeah one of my goals is to do a film with drake well drake is a native drake is toronto native and exactly. he's, he he helped you know bring the city into a new light uh i commend him on that i think you know obviously i enjoy his music but maybe i'm not as much of a fan as you but at the same time i do respect that he brings toronto again uh to the public eye and more specifically yeah. american american market like views the album he put the cn tower on it i moved um, I, I moved to toronto because of drake oh is honest. that actually is that actually I, true wow yeah, that's amazing I'm drunk. i was gonna ask you like what is it about drake and then it's like wow that that's that's a huge tell <laughs> that's yeah. actually crazy dedication i love it bro no I, not, not because of him like no I, no no i know but, I, but like, it was I on the was, list it was on the like list. once i went to university in montreal like first time i stepped in canada was when i went to university but even right. from the beginning of of mcgill i knew once i'm done with mcgill i'm moving to toronto for sure so, for sure yeah yeah. No, that that helps, right? A lot of people make their uh, their their you know move move to a country. It, it helps, you know, you get a scholarship or you just you attend school there, right? And then that's where you build your connections. And you know, like you said, you you move to Toronto. That's that's amazing. And yeah, I would love to see. I know a lot of people that are inspired by Drake. And again, I was speaking to someone in Los Angeles, film director, and he was actually saying that that's uh, on his bucket list that he mm-hmm. hopes to have Drake. You know. Um, in a music video or whatever and it just shows you the power of the influence he has and, and uh reaching so many people and i think that's what you and i or any creative really aspires to is the more people that watch your content the more people that are um interested in your story the better it, it'll inspire them and you know you can touch lives yeah right yeah so and, i think that's that- very important yeah, what's and that kind of goes back to what we talked about fame and all that, right? Like, yeah, of course. Even from Drake's story, Drake was an actor, but then he was on the grass, he was killing it. But then he was like, I don't like, I like acting, but I'm more in love with the music. He always he wanted to be a musician. He worked on his music for four or five years before he became, before Thank Me Later, which was 2010, right? That was his first album. So he was grinding it from when he was like 19 to when he was oh, like, wow. 24 23 yeah you know like he wasn't chasing the instant gratification fame because he he could have done it after degrassi he could have been an actor but he knew what he wanted to do so that's why he's still here today like there are a lot of musicians yeah. who released albums their first albums in 2010 who are not here not making music anymore you know what i mean so yeah you, you need to know you're gonna focus on being the best at it work on it and then whatever comes with it will come with it but He's developing, he developed his craft, man. And that's uh, like, we were both agreeing. And in our conversation is he maintained that fame, right? He finished, um, when he got famous, he was able to not be, become like a one hit wonder. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. he, he made it last. And like you said, that's when I was first introduced to Drake back in 2009, 2010. I remember him in the forever music video Yeah, with uh, Eminem yeah. and stuff. Cause I was a huge fan of Eminem. So I was like, who's this, right? Yeah. Uh, this is who's this guy Drake that, and these guys are featured in it I thought that mm-hmm. was huge that's that's another thing I commend him too is that he he was making like moves like when they when he made a move it, it was like a, a heavy move and I think he's a great marketer that way a great great networking person where yeah 
he just like he got the Raptors involved and you know that's why I got the key to the city and I don't believe the Toronto Raptors that win would be on such a level if it wasn't really for that celebrity representation I really do believe that Uh, three million people showing up in the city that's more than the population of Toronto and there were visitors from all over Um, it's just anyone that witnessed that day to see the scale um, you just the power of like you were saying is don't go for the instant gratification because it's so much worth it if you steadily you know go for the long haul go for the long run yeah. And um, yeah, that's, that's the attitude that I, I think we, the healthy attitudes we're applying for ourselves yeah. going forward and yeah. the projects we collaborate on. So yeah. on that note, um, I really want to thank you again for joining the podcast. Thank you, Dan. And I, I really, I really want to mention uh, you're wearing a shirt, by the way, that says all in. Hashtag uh, all in. Hashtag all in. I love it. And he wore it for this occasion, guys. I, I don't know if he knew we were going to talk about all these <laughs> motivating topics, but yeah. If that's what I got, I got to name this podcast. It's going to be called All In because yeah. that's how it should be. Shout All out in. to shout out to my church. She's three. Yes. Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. All in. Great. <laughs> no, that's a great. That's a great shirt, man. Yeah. Um, I love the message, and I love you again for coming on the podcast. I plan to do more Thanks of these. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks and for having more me. collaborations. Yeah. Of course, more collaboration. Man. You know, we need we need to talk about the next things we're working on because. I got some, I got some, I got like three different things cooking. Like I like that's great concepts, man. concepts. So when we put it together, you know, we're going to. Of course, man. Them out, man. Of you course, know? buddy. Yeah. That's what I love about it. All right, everybody keep creating, keep the dream alive and we'll talk soon. Take care. folks.